Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burdens of motherhood. I'm Emily. I'm Beth, and we're your hosts. We hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms blog production. Episode 17, Coping with the Uninvolved Grandparent. Welcome to Mom Fashions. Today we are going to discuss uh, what has been a kind of divisive topic or very popular topic on... Which are uh, often one and the same. Yes, they usually are one and the same. On Fort Worth Moms, we're going to just kind of jump right in. We had an anonymous post about uninvolved grandparents Mm -hmm. and how that affected one mom's um, heart, how it affected her children, and just kind of her viewpoints on it. And we have gotten more comments on this post than any other one. It really has has kind of hit a chord with a lot of women. And so we want to discuss the post. We want to discuss some thoughts and then um, hopefully later hear from you. Yeah, this post was written way back in the day in 2017, like quite some so long ago. so long ago <laughs> in a completely different decade, right? And I remember having some back and forth with the writer as she was contemplating writing this because it was very much her experience. It was very much something she was right in the middle of. It was a hard part of her story. But I I remember, like it was yesterday, her saying she's not really sure that it would have wide enough of an appeal like that it's, you know, it, it felt so isolated and specific to her. She didn't know if it would be something... We would really want to publish because people may not, like, relate to it. And she, of course, wrote this anonymously because she has a family, right, to consider. You don't just throw it all out there. So You don't throw your business out on the Internet. Well, some people do, but whatever. But you should. Yes. We'll definitely include a link to the original article um, in our show notes. But immediately it got great traction and... A lot of comments, which sometimes is, you know, kind of unusual and hard to comment. Like, you can have, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people read something and really only two people ever comment, right? Yeah. It's like this really weird ratio. It had a lot of comments right away, and the majority of those were other moms who were like, oh, my gosh, yes. It came from not just moms of kids who had had young kids, like the writer did at the time, But it came from, like, moms with grown children, like, Mm -hmm. my kid's entire childhood, like, we had to deal with this. And then the post has just lived on. Like, it's still going around. It's still making the rounds because so many people relate to it. Mm -hmm. But you were talking about it being a bit, like, divisive. And if you go to the blog post, you can read through the comments, and you'll see that some people took a lot of offense to it as well. Yeah. You know, accusing her, like, of not understanding that grandparents are people, too, and they're not just here to live up to your expectations, all the way to, you know, women saying, I raised my children, I'm not going to raise my grandchildren, like, Mm -hmm. just a really big, interesting string of comments. So, because it has been one of our 
more popular posts. And for all the reasons I just mentioned it, we decided we're going to talk about it. So the point of the post is her explaining that she has uninvolved grandparents in their lives. And in her instance, they live in close proximity to each other, but they aren't interested in, you know, going to the games for the kids. They aren't interested in having them over. She feels like if she um, does ever, like, maybe need them or... In her case, she doesn't, like, she makes the point that she's not looking for free babysitting. She just wants them to cultivate some kind of relationship. But the grandparents really aren't interested in, like, having the kids over for, like, spend the night dates or even just for, like, fun day dates and stuff. So, um, let's talk, I, I mean, I know that I have friends that have these experiences as well. Yeah, what about you? Have it's kind of difficult for us to talk about our own, like, parents and or in-laws, but we might a little. But, yeah. But, but what about yeah. you, like? I definitely didn't realize that it was kind of a thing for other women until this post came out and until I started talking with my mom friends. For me, my parents are like, yeah, we'll take them anytime, and they live four hours away from us. That's a blessing, and it's um, unfortunately kind of rare to have parents that are that involved. And so in talking with other women, um, there are a lot of women that, uh, that just kind of lament not having parents that want to know their kids or want to be involved in them. And I think I hear the other side of it too. And the parents sometimes think, well, you just want free babysitting and they forget it really is about a relationship and not just about being used. And so I think there's this divide, this misunderstanding that happens. Grandchildren desire a relationship with their grandparents. And um, moms and dads need community around them, you know, to support them. Um, and they desire for their kids to know their parents because they love them and they, you know, they grew up with them. They want their kids to have experience with them as well and so it is a hard thing it, yeah it is for sure my parents are deceased so you know they they're not involved in my kids lives my in-laws who are you know excellent grandparents for my kiddos um don't live near us they live in a different state and they don't live close enough to where you know it, you can just like hop in the car and it's just a couple hours here or there so in some ways, I can relate with um, some of the things she says of kind of being uninvolved, not because my in-laws aren't conscious of building a relationship with them. I think they do an actually a great job for living far away, mm -hmm. but there are just day-to-day -day practicalities that they're not as involved, right? Yeah. But I've never felt at all ever like they didn't love my girls or want to know them. They pursue, you know, pursue them well. Yeah. I I actually grew up without any involvement from grandparents. While I can't relate to her as a mom, I can relate to her children as longing for grandparents that are involved. And I remember going to college and it didn't really occur to me until then, but in making friends that were calling their grandmother once a week or whose grandfather would call them or they would take them to lunch or things and thinking that's so weird you hang out with your grandpa like I've never heard of that before mm -hmm. but it 
it dawned on me that like this was a relationship that I had no connection to. And I'm sad for that. And that makes me, it makes me work harder for my girls to have those relationships with my in-laws and my parents and to really pursue those relationships. Because growing up without a grandparent, it would have been nice to have somebody outside of my parents to bounce things off of. And I'm sure it would have been amazing for my parents to have just another set of people um, to love on their kids and pour into them and teach them, you know, all the things that, that, uh, grandparents do. See, I don't even know. Cause I didn't know that. (laughs) So that's so interesting because it never occurred to me to think of it from my own experience. And yeah, I didn't have, um, I didn't have this like Norman Rockwell version of relationship with my grandparents. I guess similarly to my kids, they lived usually several hours away from me. Mm-hmm. When I was with them, though, I did feel like loved and pampered on. And I have some, you know, good memories of going to the basement and being able to pick out whatever I wanted from the freezer which was usually like ice cream or popsicles and you know I, I have those kinds of things um but I I missed out and lost on having that kind of relationship and being able to build upon it as an adult I mean really because most of my grandparents all of my grandparents except for one was deceased by the time I was 21. And then I had one grandmother that I was able to kind of connect with growing up. That was a downside of being born to older parents is just a consequence of that. Um, So that's an interesting thought that, and and we both kind of like, we're not actually really sure what we missed out on, but we know we missed out on something. We missed something great. And I, I think too, um, and I don't know, maybe you feel this with your husband, but my husband has still an amazing connection with his grandparents. My husband had amazing connections so with his grandparents. Maybe that's why we feel like we're missing something because I I don't have that to where he's like, oh, you know, grandpa's doing this or let's go visit them. Let's take the girls to meet them. Um, I don't necessarily have those relationships. And and even when I do, I'm not really sure what to do with them. You know, my grandparents are still living, but I'm not sure what to do with that relationship or how right. to cultivate it at this point in my life. Yeah. And so even trying to navigate that, but seeing what my husband has with his grandparents and how they love each other and how they're just, even though they're states apart, they invest in each other's mm-hmm. lives and yep. they care about each other. And when they're together, it's a sweet thing. Um, that makes me realize that I am missing something. Yeah. You know, my husband has also done a really good job of incorporating that relationship too, even after some of his grandparents have, have passed. Like, it's so important to him. It kind of, like, still lives on. Like, even, I mean, even my wedding band was his grandmother, so he's very close to. Like, it's part of our daily life. My daughter is named after her. Like, we have shirts from one of his grandfathers that are now blankets for the girls when they get older. Like, like yeah. it's continuing on. Like, he, like these people were important players in my husband's life. All right, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to go over the tips that our anonymous writer gave us for what you do and how you handle it when you have 
uninvolved grandparents in your lives. This episode of Mom Fashions is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource for moms in Texas and throughout the United States. Visit fortworth.citymomsblog.com to learn more. One of the things that she talks about in this article is lowering your expectations. And I think that it kind of reveals this heart that, again, it's not about free babysitting, um, but it also recognizes that there are things on the other side of this as far as for the grandparents that may be hindering them or maybe keeping mm-hmm. them from being able to have these relationships. And yeah. so while you were saying, you know, it might not be this Norman Rockwall perfect picture of a relationship, maybe they're offering what they can. You know, she points out that there are lots of external expectations for mothers. I think some of the worst expectations that mothers battle are our internal ones, right? Yes. It's the expectations that we've set for ourselves of what an ideal mother is, what we should be able to do, like, and that trickles down into what we think our children should be able to do and how they should act and what we have expected out of this whole gig. And motherhood just, like, slowly but surely, like, crumbles all that, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not true. And her first point like lower your expectations, and I might even add check your expectations, mm-hmm. is that to remember that grandparents are people too. Mm-hmm. That they And have, they were mothers. Yes, and, and they were mothers mm-hmm. and fathers just like us, and that they have a story and they have issues and problems. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't excuse bad behavior, but there may be reasons there. And, uh, dare I say it, we may have unrealistic unrealistic expectations for what we think yeah. grandparents are supposed to do and be for our kids. And so I think that is a good place to start, like mm-hmm. thinking through what your expectations are. Are they realistic? Are they taking into consideration that they are still people, mm-hmm. right? Seeing them where they are and accepting where they are, it helps you not to obsess over what you don't like and what's going wrong, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in recognizing that different people have different ways of showing love. And for my family, um, with my kids' two sets of grandparents, they show them love in very different ways. But we celebrate all of those ways because that's them reaching out to my children in relationship in the way that they do best. And my kids need all of that. They need all the different facets of grandparents and being loved on and building relationships. So it's a it's a good thing to be able to see and accept different ways of showing love. And it it forces us, which I'm not good at, but it forces us to realize that we need to let go of some of the control. Which oh is gosh. Super hard for me. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Okay, her next point was be strong for your children. This is really hard because Situations like this often cause resentment or jealousy, like awkward interactions, tense feelings, all those things. And she's very adamant to point out that really the best thing that you can do is that your kids are going to love the grandparents unconditionally and blindly almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you need to still like 
talk positively about them and still try to encourage whatever relationship is there, you know, and not take the opportunity to let your kids see the struggles that you have, which is like so tricky. Yeah, it can be so tricky. So the next one, and I really like this one because it, it really hits home for me, is to let others in. If you have other people in your life that want to invest in your child and want to spend time with them and want to build those relationships, to allow for that, even though you're mourning maybe the involvement of your own parents in your kids' lives, to allow other people in to do that. For me, growing up, I actually had um, a great aunt and an aunt who were technically surrogate grandparents. And even to this day, I have amazing relationships with them and they come visit or will go visit. And and so even though, you know, they don't necessarily carry the same title, they still kind of filled that place. And yeah. so my my parents working to cultivate those relationships helped me to have that understanding of what that looks like. And these women in my life are just their pillars. They're pillars from my childhood that I look back and I remember staying in their homes and spending time with them and doing activities and, you know, my great aunt making tea and toast. And I'll always remember that, you know, and I'll always remember what her house smelled like and Mm -hmm. things that, um, that are sweet memories that if my parents had said, well, you're not a grandparent, so you can't have that, you know, um, I wouldn't have. Right. It really does take a village to raise a child. And so let your village come in and um, fill in those gaps. And I think that's such a sweet thing. Yeah, our kids actually have something similar to that. It's kind of a funny story. This is actually our babysitter who's been with us for eight years. And that has just like developed into this like wonderful relationship with my girls. And mm-hmm. She would probably die if I compared her to a grandparent. <laughs> um, but, you know, they go over and spend the night at her house. Um, she and her husband show up for the birthday parties and they attend the basketball games and they buy them gifts, you know, and when I ask them not to. And, you know, mm-hmm. like they, you know, mm-hmm. they. So they're grandparents. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, they take take them out to eat. They have special dates with them. Um And, yeah, she's still in a way, you know, like she works for us in a capacity of, like, she cares for our children whenever I'm working. Mm -hmm. But that has, like, bubbled way out beyond that. Um, And she does all those things because she has that type of relationship with my kids. I mean, she loves them. I am very thankful. And, you know, you obviously, this goes without saying, like, you know, you have to be careful, you know, about like who you let in and, you know, all those things. Of course, that's just like a given. But um, I'm so thankful for it. Like it's a it's a gift and a blessing I wasn't even like searching for. But even still, like it kind of inspires me and propels me to search out more of those relationships with my kids for my kids as well. The final point in the article is don't repeat the mistake. And I know in looking at at how we want to parent our children, I think we also have to think way, way ahead, which is kind of scary to think way, way ahead, but to when they have their own children. How do we want to grandparent our grandchildren? How do we want to parent our children when they're parents? Sometimes it's difficult when you don't feel like you've had a path already laid for you to walk in, Mm -hmm. you know? 
But if you look at what's going on and how your children would maybe love to have that relationship that's lacking, then you can make that a goal for later. And she talks about just making it a point to remind yourself that this is how I want to be when I'm a grandparent. And I think she even writes herself letters, you know, when she's feeling just really sad Mm -hmm. about the situation. She'll write herself a letter so that later she can remember what it felt like. And hopefully when her children have kids, Mm -hmm. she can be different. She can be more involved um, in the way that is, is right for her and for her kids. Yeah. She says, too, that she put her foot in her mouth a lot before she became a mother. And she's probably sure that she's going to do that when she becomes a grandmother. I mean, you know, I just try to think through, like, talk about losing, like, control. You know, like, (laughs) when my kids make their own choices and do their own own things and, like, how difficult it, it, it will be to parent um, grown children. I mean, I'm raising my kids way different from the way, mm-hmm. you know, my in-laws raised their kids, right? It's yeah. a completely different time. And I have no doubt that my in-laws have used massive amounts of self-control mm-hmm. not to interject, like, where they see we're just, like, crazy dumb. Oh, yeah. And psycho. <laughs> And, you know, things, there are plenty of things I'm sure they wish we were doing different Mm -hmm. um, because they have the advantage of years and experience and they know what things are are big deals that you fight over and things that you let go, like battles you don't win. But they also know that relationships are super important and um, they've done a really good job of, like, respecting boundaries and allowing us to kind of figure it out um, on our own. But, you know, that's got to be challenging to do. I mean, you know, she birthed her son and then, you know, mm-hmm. and then, like, she doesn't get a lot of say on how he lives his life, you know. So I did love that the author kind of took that into consideration and just admitting that this it's a much harder dynamic being a grandmother probably than we realize. But it it doesn't negate the hurt and the pain and like the neglect that her family has experienced and felt. Yeah, definitely. And I I think too there's something to be said about before we were mothers, we thought we would be better mothers than other people around us, you know. And we were able to look at them and see their flaws and say, oh, we'll never do that. Well, guess what? We do those things. Mm-hmm. And so it it will be the same when we're grandmothers where we say, oh, we're not going to be like that. But guess what? We probably will. And we will have to learn from our mistakes just like we do as moms. And um, And I think there's always something to be said about offering grace. You know, like we were saying before, we don't know what the situation is that Mm. keeps certain grandparents from being involved. It may be that they have health issues and just don't feel like they have the energy. Maybe it's something that they're dealing with even emotionally um, or mentally that they're just, they're not able to work through at this time. So, I mean, we have to offer grace and we have to recognize that we're all going to, we're all going to kind of have to navigate the muddy waters of relationship Mm -hmm. one way or the other. So the answer to coping with uninvolved grandparents is maybe not what you thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it it happens. It exists. It's hard. But, um, you know, I love all the tips that she gave in this article that 
at the end of the day, you can't actually control what the grandparents do and don't do and what they do well and how they fail. And it really is going to come down to like making your heart and your home as healthy as you're able to. Like that's how you cope with this because it may be part of your life and it may not change. And um, at, that's kind of kind of where she lands at the the end of the day. Like, she's responsible for the resentment in her heart. She's responsible for, responsible for the way that she raises her kids and then the way that she's going to approach um, the situation. But I do love that she shares really honestly and raw and lets so many other moms out there know that they aren't alone in this. As always... Visit fortworth.citymomsblog.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And just one more time, in case you didn't hear, it's fortworth.citymomsblog.com. Fort Worth Mom's Blog.